I'm Rod Kilo, and you're listening to Piano Maverick. In this episode, we're going to talk about carving your own path. Just a few weekends ago, I was on a radio show called PinoyRadio.com, and you can actually watch this radio station on Facebook. It's actually an online streaming radio station, and a lot of Filipino um, Canadians and pretty much Filipinos all around the world, including in the Philippines, uh, do watch this show. And then I was honored to be on the show with my good friend uh, Lee Aaron. I call her Ate Lee Aaron because I think of her as uh, a sister, uh, if anything. And she's always been a like like a friend of our family, basically, like me and my me and Cheryl, my wife Cheryl. And uh, she's helped us throughout the years. Uh, she's been very kind to us, uh, so we we kind of consider her a family. And the 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 topic the topic that. Uh, we were talking about on the radio show was pretty much songwriting and uh, our, our take on today's era where we are in a, a post-American Idol era and now like a, we're in a America's Got Talent or you know Country's Got Talent era and I don't know if you've all noticed that, but Atili and I have noticed this, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have noticed this, including songwriters, uh, but. We see a lot of people uh, who are great singers and they sing these great songs, you know, from the prayer. I mean, don't get me wrong, I sing the song too with my wife. Uh, they sing the prayer, uh, they, um, they do all sorts of, um, uh, what you call it, like other songs, uh, whether they be like Beatles songs or David Foster songs and so forth. And the thing is, we're hearing all these great voices, but these songs are not their songs. I mean, let's put it this way if you hear a song like to love you more or you hear uh, power of love a power of yeah i think it's power of your love or power of love um and color of my love you'd know that was sung by celine dion however power of love was sung by another artist i can't remember it was jennifer or something jennifer gray or something like that um if you hear glory of love you'll you'll know two versions there's either um it's like the jazzy version. Uh, I think Bette Midler sang it. Or Peter Cetera's Glory of Love from the movie The Karate Kid. And if you hear, I am a man who will fight for your honor, then you know it's a Peter Cetera song. I mean, you know that song was sung by Peter Cetera, right? Uh, same thing with Hey Jude. Oh, we already know that that's a Beatles song because they wrote it. You know, and then you have all of these idol contestants they have amazing voices uh, some of them don't really make it far but for those who become the idol i mean it's great but the thing is that i think there were segments where they had songwriting tests i, I believe so uh, they had songwriting tests and some of them didn't really come up with the best songwriting and some of them did you know the ones who did they were already songwriters to begin with uh, if anything i remember watching a show called rockstar supernova where they featured all these contestants from everywhere in the world, from Iceland to Canada to United States uh, to Europe uh, to even Australia. And they have all these rockers. And uh, well, they had one Rockstar NXS and they had Rockstar Supernova, which was consisted of uh, some legendary greats uh, like the name escapes me now but it's the man from uh, Metallica it's the bass player Jason Newstead that's his name uh, then Tommy Lee legendary drummer uh, he was uh, with the cult and also there was Gilby Clark 
Gilby Clark from uh, Guns N' Roses, formerly Guns N' Roses, uh, uh, from Guns N' Roses, but they had the this show where they tested all these contestants, and every week they had to put their spin on every song uh, that they had to pick from a pile of, uh, you know, a repertoire, basically, and they had to bring it on. And I noticed that when I watched some of these contestants, the the band they would play the song as if it was just the recording itself and then each contestant would just sing on top of it and just put their spin the thing is it was just the same sound but with a different voice it was almost karaoke you know and that's the thing um when i watch lucas rossi on the other hand he was from toronto canada um, same as uh, i am he would change the arrangement each and every time and make it his own because you know you have your own voice he has his own voice and he had to take a song that would tailor around him there was this one song that really stood out for me uh, actually no there were two songs that stood out for me one was rebel yell which he pretty much he crushed that song like amazingly i mean other other contestants on that show they crushed it too but lucas rossi's version was just incredible like he almost as if he wrote the song himself but then he took this one song from the rolling stones called let's spend the night together and if you listen to the original recording it sounds like something from the 60s right now if you know lucas rossi lucas rossi is a really you know he his style is really hard edged um very expressive very hard edge it's got some emotional tones to it and he really means business when he sings <coughs> sorry and <coughs> sorry it's um it's still winter time so obviously i'm just um clearing my throat but i i watched a band play the backing track well basically they, they're just playing right and uh lucas rossi sounded great trying to put a spin on let's stay let's spend the night together but then the band leader complained about lucas when lucas wanted to change things he, he changed the riffs he made the the song this rolling stone song sound more Marilyn Manson-esque, right? And it was so dark, and it was so grungy. And when he actually performed it in front of Gilby and Tommy and Jason, and um, I can't even remember the 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 host's name, uh, David Navarro, that's his name, from Red Hot Chili Peppers, it sounded amazing. Like, it really fit his voice. And it's as if you wanted to crush something, uh, and f- because that's how you felt, you feel it. At the same time, it was fun, but it was loud, and I mean super loud. That I totally forgot the Rolling Stones version. You know, I mean the Rolling Stones version to me, uh, although it's a legendary classic song, it paled in comparison to Lucas Rossi's version, which was like wow, it was it had power uh, to it. So. That's the thing about this episode, like what I'm talking about. It's like you, you gotta carve your own niche. You gotta carve your own style. You gotta find your own voice. See, um, you can learn everything you can, you know, like about music. You can imitate the best classical pianists in the world uh, or singers, and you can put your, you know, you can put your spin on every song that comes out there. But eventually. You're going to have to branch out your own, on your own and you're going to have to find your own voice and you're going to have to give your own message to the world. Hopefully it's a positive message because everybody everybody goes through all sorts of negative things in life and 
if anything, the reason why we turn to music is either we want to relate to it, to it or we want to get some hope. You know, doesn't matter if it's a love song, doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's a funny song. We turn to music to take us away from the current rea- current realities of life, and it always helps if this song is new and it has a message that could resonate with all of us. You know, and that's that's just the thing. We're hearing, we're watching all of this, like uh, like all these idol phenomenons all over the place. It's all karaoke. I remember when David Foster came to Toronto. Uh, I asked him a question, um, and this is at the, during the time when he had discovered Charisse from the Philippines. Uh, Charisse is now Jake Cyrus. Uh, that, that's a long story. You can check you can check him out on um, YouTube, but. David Foster um, was there. He, he he received my question. My question was, would you work with Philippine artists or Asian artists? And some artists that come to mind are Martin Niavera and Regine Blasquez. Uh, you can look them up on YouTube and you'll see who I'm talking about. And Foster said, you know what? I, I believe there's the next Asian superstar or the next superstar, the legendary one, is going to come out of Asia. Now, I'm still... I'm still uh, surveying the Philippines, and they've got a lot of great talents there. There's no doubt about that. However, the one thing I've noticed very consistently in all of my experiences there is that the Philippines is a karaoke culture, and I have to I have to admit that that he is right about that. You know, but it's not just the Philippines anymore; it's the whole world. Like even Canadian Idol, American Idol, um, Taiwan. I guess there's Taiwan Idol, or you know, like a, I think there's a, something called Arabic Idol. I have to check that out on YouTube. But there, the one thing they all had in common is that they were all playing cover songs. It's karaoke, basically. See, how we reached a point where nobody wants to even put the effort into songwriting anymore, uh, and very few do. And when they do, you know, it, beca- it either becomes a hit or it, nobody listens to it. But then again, it's been like that since the 80s too, right? Uh, that's the thing. Good old songwriting, it really takes rolling up your sleeves and just getting down and dirty. And your first attempt is never going to be the greatest unless unless it's in your head and it sounds like really good. But then again, you don't want to be at the point where it's like you're a legend in your own mind, right? But if you think that it has something special, you know, just put it down on paper, record it somehow, uh, lock it up onto paper. And there's a saying, done is better than perfect you know at least get it done get it recorded and then listen to it give yourself some time stay away get away from it come back to it and listen to it again and if you notice there are some things that aren't that great then hey that's your opportunity to change it you know because the things that your brain is now in a position to improve something you know but you can't improve something unless you start something and that's the truth you can't improve something unless you start something you know when you start something just be just be aware that making mistakes or uh, coming up with really crappy garbage ideas is part of the game because when you come back to it like you have to finish it first but when you come back to it that's your opportunity to clear away the clutter and take what's the best and then add some new ideas until you got a masterpiece uh, if you watch a painter they they never get it exactly right the first time they a foundation base you know they put a sketch and so forth but then believe it or not they're actually still in the experimentation stage even if they are 
decades a professional at painting. It's the same thing with songwriting. You just, I mean, I, I, I played a song called Over, All Over Again that I, um, Lee Aaron and I uh, collaborated on together. Uh, she's the original uh, songwriting songwriter. And my first attempt, first of all, I, I, I had to look at the lyrics and then I had to make some modifications to the lyrics so that way it was singable. And I had to come up with a melody. My first melody I thought was good, but it wasn't it wasn't just right like um this was the song was actually being written for um Auntie Lee's uh friend who was celebrating her 25th an- wedding anniversary in the Philippines so my first attempt I thought sounded good but then when I went back to it probably a week or two later I started to think that it sounded like a praise and worship song rather than a wedding song or a wedding romantic song so I ended up searching for other ideas like i would go to i would look at weddings you know i would watch them on 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 uh youtube i'd listen to songs that sounded romantic because i i really need to get away from uh i'm not saying i'm getting away from praise and worship i just needed to to change um my my approach if anything looking for ideas and yeah at some points i couldn't find any good ones i only found a few and then i had to get away from that again let it soak and then you know try other things whether write a new song or you know just go play baseball or something i didn't i didn't play baseball but i used to play baseball before and i would probably do some jogging and and so forth and then suddenly ideas would come to my mind and it's like okay you know what i gotta i gotta rec- record this i gotta write these down and i'll see what Adele thinks and then I, what i came up with almost gave me a visual of a wedding reception in the nighttime but i needed to come up with something that could work for both night and day in case uh their wedding is and the reception is all going to be held in the afternoon and it's not going to the evening something that you could play so that way it's almost like the soundtrack of the person like of these people's weddings uh weddings sorry be this people this this couple's wedding that's what i meant to say so the thing is at the same time i had to be true to myself and ask myself what is my style you know i mean i love love songs i mean i love david foster i love peter satara i love uh richard marx and so forth and then i realized you know what like that's me that's me and when i started to accept myself for not just who i am but i mean how i am as well uh, I came to peace with myself. The ideas flowed really naturally, and then I was able to put it together. You know, that's the thing. You got to you got to eventually cl- uh, close out the world, and then find your voice. But you got to also close out any cover songs that come to mind, because those cover songs are pretty much just getting in the way of you leaving your mark. Here's the thing: so- singers singers come and go i mean there will be some legendary greats like um i believe there's mahalia jackson you know i mean obviously there's nobody that i know can that can come as close to peter satara although there is a guy in finland that i saw on youtube that actually almost sounds like peter satara but you just know it's not peter satara it's, it's somebody else right and peter satara was known for his uh, uh glory of love song but you can also recognize that legendary tenor voice that was very smooth and silky type voice but there's only one peter satara but here's the thing too like even if those names live on after they're gone you know new generations are only going to know the name but even if they can hear the voice they may not know what the songs are versus 
songs that live on after you pass on. Basically, just to put it this way, happy birthday. Everybody, just about almost everybody around the world sings it. I mean, there are different versions of happy birthday, but there's a standard happy birthday in North America. You know, and if the, I don't know if the songwriter is still alive, but if he or she is gone, that song still lives on because it's being sung by a lot of people around the world. In this podcast episode, why not take this opportunity to write music that can be sung by others way before you're gone? No, not before you're gone. Way after you're gone. Sorry. Way after you're gone. I mean, take that opportunity. I mean, there's there's huge opportunities. Like, you may not be able to keep your voice forever, like because we all age, you know. But your song can live forever, and it's 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 your intellectual property. And if it does well, it becomes passive income. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad mentions that you should have all sorts of multiple streams of income, right? But you got to make each and every one of them work and you have to do them one by one. And it's an opportunity to be able to share it with next your, well, next generations of your family and also next generations of other people. You may find something special about that um, that song that you've written. So you, you got to find your voice. You there's only one you. But if you if you if you're okay with singing karaoke, you know, or playing songs um, on piano that are cover songs, and you're trying to imitate, okay, well, if that's that's your deal, then that's fine. But if you really really want to be like the piano player uh, or the keyboardist or producer, uh, like like to be well known for something. You know, you've got to find what's really truly you. And then when you make peace with yourself, then there and then you'll find a way to create your sound. You know, but you got to make peace with yourself first. You got to have fun doing it at the same time. Uh, frustration is part of the game. I mean, you just have to accept it. I mean, without frustration, there is no um, sweet victory, no matter what, whether you win the competition or not, you know. So... Anyhow, that's pretty much what I want to talk about in my episode, and that's what we talked about at uh, PinoyRadio.com. Um, when you're sing, when you're songwriting or you're composing, like uh, find that voice within yourself. Like there's only one you, right? And you're gonna have to shut out the world eventually. But like, learn all you can because you need tools. You need to create a musical vocabulary. But sooner or later, you gotta let your voice emerge so that way. That voice of yours can be recorded onto paper and onto um, onto paper and uh, recorded mechanical form, right? So that way, one day when you pass on, what you created will live on forever. I mean, hopefully it'll live on forever, depending on how the world uh, goes. Uh, If a lot of people remember your song and they sing it or they hum it while they're in the shower, you know, success, success. Uh, Because then they'll they'll share it with other people. They'll teach other people and. It's, it's it's something to be proud of if anything because you created it it's you you know if you if you want to be known for your karaoke uh, I have to tell you you're only going to be known in a small circle but if you want to be really known for your music then I would say like find your find your style find your voice and create music that people would know you for I mean glory of love like the the karate kid one Peter Cetera was known for that but to musicians, David Foster was known more for that, if anything, along with Peter Cetera. 
So anyhow, I uh, hope that helps you. Uh, I'd love to see more people, more piano players write songs. I'd love to see a lot of singers start writing songs. Get frustrated. Say that your music sucks. You know, start with that anyway. But then say inside your head, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a way better one. And I'm going to make this one better. It may suck now, but it's going to be better before you know it. You watch and see. You know, have that, have that go-getter attitude. Have that attitude that nothing can stop you, even if what you come up with is garbage, right? Then take that garbage, come back to it, and then refine it and refine it and refine it. I mean, songwriting is also a process of refining, and that's actually the, the production process until you've got a masterpiece. But you cannot, you cannot um, improve something unless you start something, and that's the key. So hope this helps you, and I look forward to talking or seeing all of you, or hearing, sorry, hearing from all of you in my next po- podcast episode. You take care. This is Ronner and Kilo, and you're listening to Piano Maverick.